Welcome in to the Bro Four Squad podcast, where we're just a bunch of bros drinking beer and talking movies. This is episode 150, and it is the first annual Broskers, a fourth time. I am one of your hosts tonight, the mayor, Jeff Hornacek. Thank you so much for checking us out. And if you don't know, this is the movie award show for the bros, unlike the Oscars, which can go fuck itself. I'm the mad scientist, Brian Banner, joining the party tonight. And you're absolutely right, Jeff. Fuck the Oscars. They tell you they're valeting your car, and then you come out to smoke a quick bowl in your car, and you catch two of the valet dudes banging their girlfriends in the back seat. And yeah, it's just great for them. Doesn't really help the resale value of my Kia Altima. Before we get to the awards, let's round out the full complement of bros we have with us tonight. Giving you live commentary after each winner is announced, we have our legal counsel, Ronnie Cycli, and the American hero, Nate Thurman. Ronnie, take it away. Thanks for that introduction, Banner. Uh, let me just say, before we get started, that legally speaking, no celebrity who is impersonated tonight, made fun of, or especially by Matt Geiger, has any legal grounds to sue me. Now, you can sue the other bros. I have no problem with that, but I have immunity. I'm calling it now. Nate, that's right, right? Ronnie, I learned a long time ago when I was appealing my lifetime ban from that church softball league after I denied the existence of God after a foul out. I question anything you say in court of law is a fool's errand. Uh, tonight, I'm just here to celebrate the best and worst of the movies in 2020 and get one day closer to this fucking house arrest. I need to get this uh, thing off my ankle. Seriously. Although you found some great ways to incorporate it into an outfit, I got to say. Yeah. I played it <laughs> off well. All right, thanks, guys. Uh, I'll jump in as it looks like the pregame cocktails are wrapping up and the celebrities are making their way to their seats for the first award. So let's go backstage to the enforcer, Matt Geiger, and see which celebrities are already shit-faced and liking their chances of taking home Brosker's gold tonight. Matt. Thanks, Jeff. Backstage. Stage here again because of social distancing there's not as many celebrities or tents as there were last year as you said most celebrities making their way through their seats but we'll go to some of the tents we have this year first we have the is it a gun or a taser tent basically you win if you don't get shot and killed you just get thoroughly electrocuted that's um in the too, too soon section of the tent uh section that we have back here Meryl Streep's tent is still up from year one, just begging people for Oscar votes. I don't even know if she has a movie out this year. And then, of course, my favorite tent, the designer-owned man bun tent, which we have a smorgasbord to choose from, the Jason Momoa, an English soccer player, even Brian Banner, which I think I might get done here in a couple minutes. Back to you guys. Thanks, Matt. It's time for our first Brosker of the Night in what was absolutely a fucked-up year for movies. All right, let's get down to business. To defeat... Our first award of the night is the What's Up Doc Award for the best documentary movies or series. It will be presented by the ghost of Prince Philip too soon and Vin Diesel because why wouldn't they be together? Hello, I'm the ghost of Prince Philip. I know it's shocking that someone so young and fit like me is dead. Because I was so healthy, and I want you to know that if it can happen to me, it can happen to you. But I told God that I had one request, to let me live to see which documentary film were to win the What's Up Doc Award, the 2021 Broscas. 
Killer Inside, The Mind of Aaron Hernandez. Tiger King, Fuck You, Carol Baskin. The Last Dance, Michael Jordan's documentary about how great Michael Jordan is. The Scheme, American Murder, The Family Next Door. And Prince Philip, would you like to announce the winner? And the winner is The Last Dance! Guys, I don't want to speak too soon, but I think, against all odds, Prince Philip just died at the 2020 Broscars. And I hate to be that guy, but I think that's going to help ratings. Aside from that, Vader, we love The Last Dance. We reviewed every episode, so while the paramedics attended Prince Philip, how do you feel about this winning the first Broscar of the night? Uh, yeah, I mean, a TV show won a movie award, so that is exactly how we do it here on the Broforce Squad. Um, definitely the best thing that we got out of any documentary this year. Not even close. For sure. Nate, how about Whoa. you? Whoa, that's a bold statement. Now, while I stand by that The Last Dance was a fantastic documentary um, of the, the Bulls in the 90s, I, I don't, uh, and it, winning, the, winning this award is fine with me too, but I mean, Tiger King was up there, just the off-the-rails type of shit that was in that. So I, I feel like it deserves some credit there, too. I voted for Tiger King. Did Tiger King, what got what number is higher? Uh, votes Tiger King got in the Broscars or the number of teeth that that meth head working at the zoo has? Oh, votes, easy. Oh, yeah. yeah, easy. Ronnie, how about you? What do you think? I, I really feel like, first of all, Prince Philip is really struggling over here. Um, so hopefully he gets the adequate help he needs. But I think... You know, I, I did love the, the documentary. I do feel like, you know, the nostalgia that hit us was the strongest point about it. And the fact that it came on so early during the quarantine. So, you know, we all have an affinity for it. But I do think at the end of the day, it did kind of become more of a Jordan fluff piece, but still enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, but I did think this was a strong category, but I think Last Dance did deserve it at the end. Well, The Last Dance takes home the first Brosker of the night. And of course... We need to know what things are like backstage with our man in the gorilla trenches, Matt Geiger. Matt, what do things look like after the first gold's been given away today? Jeff, you know what? Somewhere right now, someone is getting shot by a police officer, and there is less than 50% chance that person is black. So I'm protesting this next segment and setting it out. So let's just, just go to commercial. This advertisement has been paid for by the Michael Irvin COVID vaccine fund. Ha <laughs> ha, hey there, it's the old playmaker here. And, and being a 90s cowboy, I know a thing or two about sticking a needle in your arm to make you feel better. But, 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 but for some reason, some people are reluctant to get the COVID vaccine. So I wrote a haiku to help us get to that herd immunity. The vaccine was a bit rushed. This I agree. But if you all want to be free... You need to shut up and listen to Dr. Fauci. Take it from me. Say it's too soon. Look at the data or people have died if your friends disagree. I don't care if your 88 is Dez or Drew P. Roll up that sleeve so things can go back to normal for you and me. Pr pr protection from cancer, blood clots, and deaths, we, we, we can't guarantee but soon stadiums will be packed. But make sure when that anthem plays, y'all all bend a knee. This has been paid for by the Michael Irvin COVID vaccine fund. Thanks, Matt. It's time for our second award of the night. The Jaw Rule Award for the actor or actress 
who must be in desperate, desperate need of money based on the role they agreed to take. We have several people on this pod who have done desperate things for money. Now, I'm not talking about even blowjobs under a bridge. One time in college, Horns had to actually stand outside of Wendy's for six straight hours, ask customers who entered if they knew what soaking was just to pay off a WNBA gambling debt. Speaking of playing below the rim, the presenters for the Jaw Rule Award are Kermit the Frog and Sir Ian McKellen. Charles Schwab handles all my investments, and they told me this year that to bet on who would win the Jaw Rule Award for an actor or actress was a surefire way to win. Who is desperate for money based on the role they took, which will be a stupid investment? Mm, I'm sure they took your advice, Ian. Good decision. I, on the other hand, have the college funds of all the kids of mine and Miss Piggy's on this award. Web toes crossed, they come out on top. Let's hear the nominees from the Sexy Robot Boys. Harrison Ford, Call of the Wild. You lost me with the CGI dog. Guy Pierce, Bloodshot. More like Blood Suck. Anna Kendrick, Trolls World Tour. Rose Byrne, Like a Boss. Jim Carrey, Sonic the Hedgehog. And the winner is Jim Carrey, Sonic the Hedgehog. Wow. <clears throat> well, there we have it, guys. Uh, Jim Carrey doing an impersonation of old Jim Carrey. It proves that he is desperate for money in taking this role. Um, Banner, right off the top, not a horrible movie, Sonic the Hedgehog, but uh, Jim Carrey's performance at times left a lot to be desired. How do you feel about him getting the second Broscar of the night and the first one we have that is not one you want to take home? Yeah, I think uh, this is tough. Why would he take this role, first off? I mean, if you do a great job, like people are like, oh yeah, why do we expect that out of you? But if you do a bad job, like you have a, a high high floor and a low ceiling, right? Is that right? Well said. Yeah, that's how the scouts would I describe think it. Yeah, exactly. A low floor and a low ceiling. It's likely just, okay. Um, Nate, uh, what do you think? I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, this was this was kind of the uh, the one that kind of made the most sense out of any of the categories for any of the awards given out tonight. Um, Jim Carrey and Sonic the Hedgehog, it, not not two not two words I would ever think I would hear together in the same sentence <laughs> until they came out with that movie. Exactly. I, I don't know why you guys are so shocked that he took this role. I mean, he has talked in plenty of interviews in the 90s that he always wanted to take a role and work with Sonic. They just could never arrange the projects together. They never could time it up together. So it was just nice to finally see them, you know, get to a place where they could work together. So, I mean, I wasn't shocked that they did this movie. I don't know if they'll do a sequel. I heard Sonic was late to set every day and the cocaine issues that he was encountering really put a wrench in the production. But what do I know? I'm not a prophet. Matt, what's the reaction backstage from everybody? People are stoked back here. Guys, a lot of celebrities, uh, however, not a fan of the Bro4 Squad, not on their Christmas list, how to say, but I did find a B-list celebrity of 2020 to answer a few questions. So um, here's the murder hornet. Hey, Matt, love the pod. Uh, big time listener, first time talker. I'm, I'm actually a big fan fan of Banna when I'm not stinging people I'm actually somewhat of a Rita myself 
I noticed you called me a B-list celebrity there. I, t I take that quite personally. Uh, I, I like to find myself more of a Patrick Ewing or a Dan Marino. This year was just so big, I think I was just kind of in the wrong spot at the wrong time. Uh, Anyway, uh, what's the news over there on the border? Why are we just letting those Mexicans get... Okay, all right, all right. Um, uh, Jeff, I'm throwing it back to you, or we're up against it. Back to you guys. Good save, Matt. I'm glad we actually uh, had someone paying attention to cut your mic this year. Thanks, Matt. It's time for a third award of the night. I do want to point out that this is the time in the Broskers two years ago when Cycli was kicked out for being too drunk and telling Ryan Johnson to go eat shit and die. And to do it while wearing a fedora? Dude, he spells his name with an I. Get the fuck out. I'm not over it. Anyway, That's sorry. Cool. Go back. That's just cool. Well, that is big time progress then because last I saw Cycli, he was only three vodka cranberries deep and hadn't even mentioned The Last Jedi. On to our next award. It's the Can I Speak to Your Manager Award for the movie that sucked the most and we want our fucking money back. Even if we didn't pay to watch it. Here to present... Here to present this award are Jason Statham and Matthew McConaughey. I'm Jason Statham. I'm British. I'm irrationally angry perpetually. And I'm a great candidate to announce the winner of the Can I Speak to Your Manager Award? Because oftentimes people ask for their money back after seeing my films. <laughs> hey, Jason, that sounds great, man. I'm glad you're here. Glad you're rocking the bald look. We, <laughs> we all know bald is beautiful is bullshit, but you make up for it by being so disagreeable and unapproachable. I love the combination, man. Let's turn it over to the robot who sounds like he's trying to fuck our wives. All right. And the nominees are Bloodshot, which is what will happen to your eyes if you see this movie. Doolittle, also do last Robert Downey Jr. Artemis Fowl. Fantasy Island. The fantasy was when the fucking movie ended. And Mulan, that horrible piece of shit remake. And the winner is, are you serious? It's Mulan. Wow, well, I mean, who would have thought taking out Mushu and all of the music would make the movie a piece of shit? Oh, wait, everyone. And uh, I guess even the entire country of China wasn't enough to save this. Uh, Ronnie saw Mulan on Disney Plus and told me afterwards that not only had he thought about canceling his Disney Plus subscription, he thought about moving to a different planet altogether. Banner, what are your thoughts on Mulan taking home the second award of the night based on futility as the movie that sucked the most? I mean, I don't know why we're surprised year after year that these Disney live action remakes aren't good. But yet here we are every year. Um, that was definitely the biggest name movie that came out that's on this list. Obviously, 2020 was super messed up, and we didn't get everything that we would have wanted. Um, I don't think anybody looked at Doolittle and was like, wow, that looks like a great movie. I want to see that. Whereas Mulan, there were times in the trailers where you see it, and you're like, you know what? This has potential. But it just didn't live up to that. <clears throat> yeah, Doolittle just confirmed uh, that Downey is going to struggle outside of the MCU as awesome as he is, I think. Nate, how about you? We've bumped the Mulan soundtrack many a time together. How disappointed were you with the iteration we got this year in live action? Man, uh, yeah, the originals got so many bangers with, with Donnie Osmond coming in and uh, really belting it out. But um, I, I'm going to kind of refute what 
Banner was saying, because I actually enjoy some of the live actions. There were obviously things I had wrong with Lion King and some of the uh, choices they had with the actors in it. Um, but then I actually really like Beauty and the Beast, too. Um, so to Banner's point, when you saw this live action, you're like, fuck yeah, this looks awesome. You got like real life fighting and all this shit. I literally usually never turn off movies. I watch five minutes of this and turn it off. It was awful. That's a smart choice. Yes. I paid that 30 minute, the, the $30 <laughs> premium for this movie. And I think, again, I think I was the most excited for this one because Mulan, I felt like could really translate into a live action film um, mm. just based on the plot itself. And I think that's another reason why it was even more disappointing. Like Aladdin, I knew we were going to lose a little bit of that magic with the genie. You know, we, we weren't going to get Robin Williams. Um, but Mulan, I just had thought it had all this potential and the fall was even worse. So, you know, Beauty and the Beast still holds up. I did enjoy the Aladdin one, uh, but honestly, like I'm just getting to the point with these that I've lost my faith in them. Um, and this one was really the driving factor in that. So I'm, I it did deserve to win uh, because it was so terrible, but I'm also mad that this movie got any sort of award because I wish it wouldn't get anything. <laughs> we That's can steal the 22. award. <laughs> we can steal the award from the directors and cast before they leave if you'd like yeah that'd be great i might beat them up outside i don't know <clears throat> maybe right, ryan johnson and i can team up <laughs> yeah that'll be that'll be the day all right well not even 1.4 billion people in the country of china could save mulan from being a total shit show and it takes home the can i speak to your manager award at the broskers matt things are probably getting a little bit testy backstage what's the latest yeah, not too many celebrities back here. Um, they're probably going to come out because it's time for the musical portion of our show. So ladies and gentlemen, and other genders too, Blink-182. All the vaccines left vein. Yes, please. I'll take one trip, wear your mask, or I'll split. Always, I know, we'll shut down if the cases grow. I'm watching and waiting for the politicians to stop debating. Say it ain't so, the deaths haven't plateaued. Turn the car off, I'm working from home. na 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 Thanks again, Matt. And now we're on the back nine of our award show, meaning let's all take shots. We'll pause to give you guys a second to pour one at home. No, they can't hear me. It's a break in the show for them to take shots. I don't care if you're not comfortable wearing the outfit. You're my fucking intern, Jacob. Do you want the college credits for this or not? Okay, if you do, then put on the fucking Pikachu costume and paint those cheeks. All right. Uh, Nate seems to be having some technical difficulties uh, while he figures that out. Let's go on to our next award, which is the 2 a.m. Drunk Text Asking You Up Award for the movie Most Desperate for Oscar Recognition. Fuck them. Here to present are Liam Neeson and Bane from The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, the Broskas. Such a lovely night. Almost makes me want to blow up the field at a CFL game just to try to kill Heinz Ward. Bane, you're a madman. I respect it. When you're done sucking the laughing gas off the mask, pass the blunt, will you? 
While you work on that, let me pass it off to that robot voice. That reminds me of the annoying-ass protocol droid I found on Tatooine when I freed that young slave boy illegally and fucked up the whole galaxy. Robot? And the nominees are... The Rhythm Section, which tried to somehow make Blake Lively look unattractive. Greyhound, the movie, not the bus. The Way Back. Rebecca with Army Hammer. He doesn't play Rebecca, by the way. Hillbilly Elegy. Like, chill out, Ron Howard. And the winner is... Greyhound. The movie, not the bus. All right, well, the fans have spoken, and I think we've had our fill depicting anyone in a war scenario. Greyhound on Apple TV this year was the most desperate for Oscar recognition. Banner, for me, I had it down to this one and Hillbilly Elegy, uh, which, similar to what the rhythm section did, tried to make Amy Adams look unattractive. <laughs> We're not buying it. How do you feel about the Brosker going to Greyhound? Yeah, I mean, I think... desperate for Oscar. I think this is uh, a pretty easy award to give out again. I mean, it just screams it from beginning to end. Uh, Nate. Um, and no, I have not had the chance to partake in this yet. Um, but yeah, obviously huge Oscar buzz around this one. I mean, it's Tom Hanks in a war movie trying to revive a little Saving Private Ryan vibes. Um, but with that being said, I think it's an honorable winner in this category. Um, though I think Nomadland also should have got some, some buzz up there um, with Francis McDormand. I think we have that for next year's Oscars because we go by our own rules and I believe it was released in... Well, it's going to be on next year, so fuck you if you want Well, good. I'll put that in my back pocket for next year. Here we go. That's a little tease right there. <laughs> Insider information there. Ronnie, how do you feel about this one? You know, I always like my movies with a little... It's okay to get a little meta. Um, but the fact that, like, in the second act, they literally just say, man, if this happens, if they make a movie about this story, it should win an Oscar. And I was like, that that's a little... That just seemed a little preachy there. So too, it was clear from the, the beginning. Nose? You know, I mean, I get it. Like, you're like, dude, they're going to make a movie about this story. And, you know, like, I'm like, cool, I get it. But a little much, dude. So, you know what? It definitely deserves this award. It's like when you're like, wouldn't it, we're like hanging out with one of your friends who's a girl. You're like, wouldn't it be so stupid if we made out? Like so, so stupid. So like, stupid. what? Huh? Be so dumb. Let's never do it. Ever. All right. Well, I feel like Tom Hanks is a perpetual winner of the 2 a.m. Drunk Text Asking You Up Award. Matt, is Hanks even there tonight? Like, what's the deal backstage? I know he doesn't. Uh, he, he might still be on the island. I'm not sure. But I did run into the man who's given the biggest award of the night, Michael Caine. Uh, That's Michael, sir Michael Caine, sir. Yeah. I, I forgot you got knighted like we all did from the uh, tent from last year. But Michael, I think everyone wants to know your opinion on this Meghan Markle thing. Meghan Markle. Oh, so the United States sends us another gift, is it? This time it's in the package of a mixed race female who thinks that she is going to up and usher. Okay, all right. Well, we got sponsor. Okay, okay. <laughs> We got sponsors there. Let's just cut off. Guys, back back to you. It's getting really racial back here, which is unlike 2020. Thanks, Matt. Last two awards here, and they're my two favorite. In fact, even though I'm usually hosting this show, I don't even fucking show up until this point in the night. Yes, Brian, that's true. But the dress you wore last year really turned some heads. 
So it was a hell of an entrance. Slutty yet elegant. It was pretty well done. Our next award is the Nerdy Chick in High School Who Got Hot Award for a movie that's really surprised us with how good it was. To present the award, we are graced with a very prestigious duo of Christopher Walken and Master Yoda. Here they are. Wow, I'm back at the Brasca's crazy. You know, the bros can only do a limited number of impressions. So even though I'm probably complicit in a murder on a suspicious boat trip from the early 1970s, I'm here once again to present. Hmm. Telling your sort of murder confession is Chris. Almost as telling us these films who show us that they are very good when they expect much, much less. Especially less like my child Grogu, who turned out to not be good at sports. Normandies are. Told us in the male version of Siri, they will be. The Invisible Man. The opposite story of the Matt Geiger story, because he is so fat, everyone can see him. Sonic the Hedgehog. Underwater. Kristen Stewart trying to look like Marshall Mathers. Extraction. Palm Springs. The New Mutant Mutants allegedly finally came out this year. Uncle Frank. And the winner is Palm Springs. All right, guys, got to say, I think the fans really got it right here. I was a huge fan of Palm Springs, took me by surprise. Nate and I had a drunken night where we stayed up till about 2.30 a.m. rewatching scenes from it just to figure out what the meaning of it all was. Uh, it just did it for me. It checked all the boxes. Banner, how about you in a year where we had a lot of surprise uh, movies on this list that if before the, I guess it's kind of the point of the category, but before the year, if you would have told me half of these would have been here, I would have said you're fucking high, which you probably were anyway. Yeah, I mean, the idea of doing a Groundhog Day-like movie, we're just, it's like, ugh, it's, it's been done a million times. Why, why do we need to do it again? Well, they just proved why they need to do it again, because it's a good fucking idea. That's why. Nate, like I said off the top, you and I love Palm Springs. You got to be happy with it taking home the uh, Nerdy Chicken High School Got Hot Award, Broska, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like a comedy like this isn't usually one that I'd watch a couple times. Since it's come out, I've watched it two or three times already. Um, and with the Groundhog as aspect, you can pick up some some things watching it the second time, and it was great. Yeah, you you see it coming out like fucking Groundhog. Okay, we've seen this. It's got Andy Samberg. He's gonna kind of yuck it up uh, on the on the screen and everything. But him and Chris Milnati did an awesome job playing off of each other. Um, but yeah, I, I think this one definitely deserves that. And then to uh, shout out to two of the other ones that were nominated in this extraction, another one, just yep. hardcore action and all that kind of stuff. That was oh, okay. It's going to be like a fucking Michael Bay kind of explosion thing. It actually had some good depth in it. It was great. Chris Hemsworth did awesome. And then another underrated one, Uncle Frank, um, was fantastic. Fantastic with Paul Bettany. Um, didn't get much pub. Not too. Not too sure how many people out there have seen it, but. Kind of dark and heavy, but definitely worth a watch. Yeah, Uncle Frank came out late in the year, so it, it barely made the cutoff for this year's Oscars. Otherwise, it definitely it might have been up for Bro's Best Picture next year. I loved it a lot. And then I think we can all agree, in Extraction, Tyler Rake, coolest movie name of the God. year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ronnie, how about you? I know you're a big Kristen Milioti fan. 
Yeah, and I'm a big Andy Samberg fan, too. Like, I usually, you know, sometimes it can be a little much, but I give any projects that he's in or they're both in uh, a chance. So uh, I think when I watched this one, I had really low expectations because of everything everyone said here with the whole Groundhog Day aspect. And more than pleasantly surprised. This movie, this award is perfect name for this movie because it was exactly that. It it was hilarious. It was original as much as this kind of concept can be. Um, it did enough to it did enough to be different from Groundhog Day to be unique. Um, there was also, you know, I saw we talked about Happy Death Day plenty of times on the podcast and things like that. So I really thought it, what was successful about it is the originality it brought to the genre. So love this movie. Um, absolutely deserved to win. All right. Well, Andy Samberg taking home his first Brosker. Who knows? Might not be his last, Matt. Uh, what's the status backstage now? I feel like the celebrities are either getting a little drunk or at this point they've just started to ignore us altogether. Yeah, I'm I'm just continuing to walk south. Uh, the celebrities seem to be more north behind me. Backstage here at the Women's Right Movement March, and they have tents set up as well. You can get your hair cut and dye it bleach blonde just like Kristen Stewart. And even WNBA's up here selling season ticket booths. However, not a soul. Not literally one person is here. It's insane. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are behind this movement, but none of them are here actually supporting it. I guess they just all talk about it on social media. I don't know. What am I to know? Back to you guys. Thanks, Matt. It's time for our last award of the night, guys, which is always bittersweet. Bitter in the sense that we never invited horns to the after party. Sweet in the sense that it's the bro's best picture award. That's just a sweet, sweet situation, Brian. Although this year could be tough because we're actually having the party at Horn's house and his ex-wife, Rachel, hired the DJ and did get some great caterers. Um, also, if you what see any crab cakes, fuck? get your hand on some of those crab cakes because you know oh, I love no. them. I'll grab you some. I got you, bro. Here to present the Bros Best Picture Award is Sir Michael Caine. It wouldn't be the Broscas if we didn't end the night with the Bros Best Picture Award. The award approves that despite how shitty this past year was, Despite how drunk the bros are, and despite how many aggravated assault cases Matt Gaga has pending. I'm not sure where I was going with that, but let's leave the finale to the electric voice so sexy that it makes me want to fuck me microwave oven when I get home. And the nominees are... The Gentleman. Onward. Bad Education. Not a movie about Rutgers University, despite the title. The Five Bloods. Tenet. Not sure what happened. Think it was good. Soul. And the winner is... Soul. Well, guys, gotta say, this one I'm a little bit surprised with. Um... Bad Education was my favorite movie of the year. The Gentleman started off the year great for me. I love Soul, but Banner, I gotta ask you, is it even the best Pixar movie nominated here for Best Picture? I I think it's the best Pixar movie, but again, the, the people voted, right? So it is the best movie. I think it was up against any other year or a normal year. It wouldn't even be on this list, right? Can we agree with that? Probably not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Not saying that it's not a good movie. It's a great movie. Oh, yeah, it's great. I enjoyed it. I mean, it deserves to win. It'll, I would think it's going to win Best Animated Film at the Oscars. But, I mean, fuck them. But for real, it deserves that. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck them, but also that is actually my cake. If I had to. Yeah. 
Nate, how about you? What do you think? Um, yeah, I, I agree. Soul was a great movie. I very much enjoyed it. Um, go check out our commentary on that one. Uh, but some of the other ones on here, um, Bad, Bad Education was was mine as well. Um, that Yeah, that kind of came out, almost came out of nowhere um, as well as I, I think Horn suggested it to me uh, last year and watched it. It was fantastic. And then, yeah, The Gentleman with McConaughey and uh, uh, Farrell and Charlie Farrell Hunnam. Farrell was awesome. So yeah, it was good. fucking awesome. Um, I need to actually go back and watch that one. Uh, but yeah, like I said, Soul, great movie. Um, kind of surprised it, surprised it uh, pulled this pulled this award this year. If you need to be sold on watching The Gentleman, Colin Farrell plays a boxing coach who is against violence. <laughs> so, Amazing. That's yourself. <laughs> Ronnie, how about you? What do you think here? Yeah, I, I agree with everything. I mean, I don't think I would have called, pred- predicted this as the winner. Uh, definitely if you had the Vegas odds on it, you want a lot of money. Uh, but it was a good movie. I did. I think it got the benefit of the doubt of a weak year in general. And I don't think it is a standalone. You know, I don't think it's going to be top five in all Pixar movies. It is a great movie. I, it was. I was. I was really emotional when I watched it. But I think at the end of the day, it's not going to stay in the back of our minds of, of one of the great movies uh, that we've seen over the last decade, especially Pixar. So, you know, good movie. Uh, I did think Bad Education probably should have won this award, but you know, I don't get to make that decision. And um, yeah, good for Soul. Although legally, you could probably change this somehow if we wanted. So we'll have to it's going to happen. Try harder. All right. Well, we are out of Broskers to give away. I'm not sure if Banner still has a couple in the trunk of his car like he did last year, but we'll figure that out in a few weeks. Geiger, the night's over. People starting to head to the after party. What's what's the deal backstage? Anyone left to talk to? Yeah, there's actually um, about 30 people that are very distraught over some of the voting that happened. They say it's not true. I got a guy with basically an osk, ox head. A lot, a lot of fucking people have drawn guns and... You know what? I kind of agree with them. The voting has been a little fucked up, so we're just going to storm the Broforce squad until they get the fucking voting the way we want to. And b- before then, maybe next next year's Broskers will be on the up and up. But until then, we're just going to keep fucking bitching and complaining until we get what we want. And I'm 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 part of it. I'm going to head it up, guys. So I'm basically branching off from the Broforce squad. And what do you got? Q? Yeah, Q. Just call me Q now. Back to you guys. All right, well, you are legally still getting your 23% of the pot. We'll have to figure out a way for Cycli to extract you from the contract. Until then, for the mad scientist, Brian Banner, our legal counsel, Ronnie Cycli, the American hero, Nate Thurmond, the enforcer in the paint, Matt Geiger, I am the mayor, Jeff Hornacek, and we have been the Bro 4 Squad podcast. We thank you guys so much for joining us for the first annual Broskers, but for a fourth time. Please be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you type in Bro Force Squad as three separate words, you can find us on Twitter at Bro Force Squad and check out everything on our website, BroForceSquad.com. Till next time, I need to try to somehow, for the first time ever, get into my own after party.